Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a special conversation. Throughout the month of December, I am bringing back some favorite guests of the podcast who we haven't heard from in a little while. And so today is Pastor Gary. Remember him? Yeah, he and I sit down to have a conversation about the season of Advent and and not just what this season means and some of the thematic elements to it, some of the pieces of scripture that we encounter every year during this season, But also we wanted to tell you about what Bethany is doing to observe these four weeks leading up to Christmas. And so we're really excited uh, to unveil the Advent theme, to talk to you about the ways we're going to engage that theme each and every week of Advent, and even give you a tiny little preview of what you can expect on Christmas here. So I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of fun recording it as we always do. Here it is, an Advent overview. Hey, welcome everybody. This is a special podcast episode where we're going to take some time to talk with you about the upcoming Advent season. I'm sitting down with Pastor Gary. We haven't done this in so long, Gary. (laughs) I I thought that you left me here or something. (laughs) Hadn't seen you in a while. But yeah, uh, this is just a time as we made this shift into a new liturgical season. We've been in the season of Pentecost since May. And that's why we haven't sat down to do this. Right, We've done other things independently. (laughs) I got sat down with Steve Hoyer, some other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we want to just give you an overview of this Advent season and also kind of let you know about how we're specifically observing the season here at Bethany this year. So Gary, I'll let you start since you haven't been on the podcast in a little while. (laughs) Talk to us, like, what do you love about Advent? What really captures your imagination? What I love about Advent is the fact that it feels in some way like it's a completely new beginning and in other ways like it's a seamless continuation. So to understand that, we just this past Sunday celebrated Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday, and our liturgical Mm -hmm. church here talks about Christ the King. In that, we heard, heard really through a couple of weeks now this phrase, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. So we have this sense of continuity that comes from Christ the King. Well, that same continuity takes us into the beginning of our church year as well. It takes us into Advent. Advent's a season of royalty that's Mm -hmm. why we wear blue it was a royal color historically so we take it from a festival of jesus christ the king but then we don't hear about jesus specifically right away for a few weeks in advent we take on a, a a different way of understanding alpha and omega but always in that in that process we're, we're given the images of royalty along the way. And that's what I like about the season of Advent. Everything's new and nothing is new yeah. as we go into the season. I like how you say that too. And I, I think there's some real wisdom as we think about how it's the beginning of a new year. It, it, it's the beginning of this new liturgical year. And I love that the way that we begin and the way that we're told to begin is with this season of, of preparation and waiting. It, it's a season of royalty, like you said, But it's also this time when we are really looking and waiting and keeping watch for the coming of Jesus on Christmas. All of this is building up towards that Christmas celebration. That's also why I love Advent. I've noticed it's the shortest liturgical season, or second shortest. Christmas is actually shorter than that. (laughs) But it, it just lends itself so well to really focusing on 
you know, the, the feelings of the season itself. Pentecost is so darn long. <laughs> I don't focus, you know, right? Like, there's no way that you can focus on something for all no. 27 weeks of it. But you right. give me four weeks and I can really dive into the emotions and the feelings of that. And so much of it is this time of preparing ourselves, waiting and watching as Christmas draws closer. Right. The other thing that Advent does in that. It gives us visible reminders of that time. Where in Pentecost, we can talk about the fact, oh, it starts in the spring as things start budding. And we can talk about it as a, as a time of growth. And then we end up in a time of harvest. But that's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> Advent gives us four candles on an Advent wreath. Uh-huh. It's, it's, there's, a, there's such a progression that we actually feel like we get moved through the season. We don't watch the season move. We're yeah. brought in and, and we move with the season. That's what I like oh, about I love Advent the way as well. You, I love the same way we talk about a coming king. You know, we can think about that. Even today, if you think about a city that's going to have something happening, whether it's a, a visit by a, a presidential candidate or by the president, there's all this preparation that goes into a major city event. It's the same thing for a city that's going to host the Olympics, mm-hmm. although that's a lot, lot longer time <laughs> of preparation <laughs> that would go into that. But what we understand when you talk about that sense of preparing for a king, well, there's a there's a way that you internalize that mm. and a way that you also realize it might start with me, how excited I am for something to happen. But then you start realizing But this is happening collectively. It's happening even beyond me. And now I'm in a community that's actually experiencing this. That's what Advent brings us. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's what all the liturgical seasons bring us in a way, too, is the opportunity to engage these themes of our faith life as a community together. I love the way you're talking about that. But one of the things I want to pick up on, too, is how you were talking about the candles that you know that sure. Advent gives us four candles, one for each week. If we did that in Pentecost, the whole <laughs> altar would be on fire. <laughs> but but there is this real incredible symbolism within Advent too, is that it takes place during the shortest days of the year. Oh, yeah. the, the sun is setting earlier, rising later. The shortest day of the year is that winter solstice on December twenty second. And so what's really cool about all this is that we are watching this light grow brighter. Uh, One candle to two candles to three candles to four candles. As the world outside us seems to be getting darker. It's literally getting darker. And then there's the turn. And Christmas is actually this returning of the light. That's kind of why they set it up the way they did is that there were pagan festivals back in the day about celebrating the return of the light. But we as Christians have this real strong association of Christ as the light of the world. Yeah. And so we're watching this Christ get closer and closer, get brighter and brighter until Christmas is this joyous celebration of the light of the world being born in a manger for our sake. Of this King of Kings coming into our world and into our lives anew again. So there's all this like incredible symbolism, incredible you know, work that's been put in over the many centuries of Christian life to make this a really meaningful season um, with a lot of ways that we can connect to it personally and in our lives at large. Right. So there are a lot of ways that we can connect it. We can connect in it through the characters of Advent. Ooh. You know, when we have yeah. John the Baptist, even, even John's father, Zechariah the priest, and then Elizabeth and Mary, the relatives, one of the other. There's so many ways that we can find some character in the stories of Advent that we can relate to. 
Sometimes we're the people who feel like we're getting others ready for something big to happen. We're more like John the Baptist that way. Sometimes we're like Elizabeth. We're just sort of amazed at the things that happen around us and, and we're we're not almost not directly involved. She was more directly involved when John the Baptist was born, but you know, now we have this little bit of time here as, uh, as she celebrates with Mary uh, her upcoming birth. So there are ways that we find that there are people that have experiences that were so much like ours along the way that that also is what Advent does. So all of these ways we could go all of these ways we could say there are so, so many ways to engage in Advent. So, Pastor Nate, how are we going to engage in Advent at Bethany this yeah, year? Yeah, great question. <laughs> and I want to bring up one of the characters you mentioned. Mary is a person that will appear in any um, season of Advent. <laughs> one of the readings will be focused on Mary. And sure. this year we get Mary's song when she you know, kind of discovers and puts together that, that she is going to bear God's son and give birth to Jesus, she sings this song. Uh, and it's this moment, I, I love the, the way that the song's written, and there's some really beautiful arrangements in our hymnals as well, but it connects this whole idea of, of this like really heartfelt response mm-hmm. that Mary gives to this anticipated news. She finds out that she's pregnant with Jesus, and she sings. And so that's very much the, the, the mood and the mode that we're going to try and live into this year at Bethany. Our theme is keep watch, take heart. And each week of Advent, we're going to be thinking about the ways that we prepare our hearts, the ways that we access our hearts for during this season in preparation for Christmas. And so we are keeping watch, but we're also really trying to get into that heart space, that deep emotional space uh, in a variety of different ways. Yeah. So, so keeping watch isn't passive. This is an active watch. I think that's the other thing. Sometimes you think about a guard on a guard tower. They're hoping that they don't see anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they're keeping watch, but they're hoping for the most part for it to be a passive experience for them. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for in Advent. We're looking for that sense of keeping watch. That's why we have the take heart as a part of it, because now we're fully engaged in that process of watching. So it would, you want to change the wording to pay attention, take heart. (laughs) It doesn't have the same ring. No, no, it doesn't. Plus we don't have a good song out there with those words. (laughs) No, but it is a really great point of it that there is so much. I, I think that act of paying attention keeping watch in that real active way is deeply helpful for our spiritual journey. Right. So often we just kind of, you know, go along with the rhythms of life and miss out on the ways that God is showing up and breaking in. And when you take that time and that intentionality of paying attention, uh, suddenly you recognize that, that God's been, you know, bursting into your life in all sorts of meaningful ways. That's certainly been my experience at least. And so anyways, Each week of Advent, there's four weeks, which just lends itself so well (laughs) to themes and things like that. And so during these four weeks, we are going to keep watch, take heart. But each week, we're going to kind of dive a little deeper into this. So week one is prepare your hearts. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say about that, Pastor Gary? It's just the absolute way you're going to start Advent every year. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know no matter what theme we would choose. You're always going to have prepare be the somehow it's going to fit in, <laughs> That's right. and, 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 not, and you don't even force it in. It's just so natural that that becomes the place where you would say, if I'm not prepared, nothing else is going to nothing else is going to work along the way. So not only is it the consummate Advent word, 
but it's also that which says, when I prepare, now everything else falls into place. So mm-hmm. obviously with prepare, that's the time when we say, that's the first step. It's always going to be our first Advent step, really. And so it is this year as well. And I just want to say a word about that, too, in that we got to be careful because we're going to be doing a lot of preparing. The the whole Christmas, lead up to Christmas season, requires of us a ton of preparation, it seems. But we're also inviting you to be preparing your heart, to, Mm -hmm. to be taking on an additional spiritual practice, to be paying attention a little bit more to the movements of God amidst this busy, frantic, um, preparation-heavy season. There's other ways that we can personally be preparing for this great gift of the Christmas message. Right. And that's when you, when you say prepare your heart. Now it's not, it's not looking around me. And, you know, I'm, I'm already at home. My, my lights are up on the house because we had a warm day a few days ago. And so I'm not going to wait till the first Sunday in Advent to get the lights up. But I haven't plugged them in yet. But... So you can see all of that happening, but so much of this season in our secular world can feel external. And so what's so important Mm. for us in the church world is to say the preparations that we have spiritually, there might be some externals to that, but we're really asking you to think internally. And that's why prepare your heart becomes an internal process. And that's why I like what we're doing with it. Absolutely. And I think you'll see as we go through the additional weeks here, that really lives at the heart (laughs) of all of what we're trying to do with this. Week two of Advent, our theme is going to be lift up your hearts. Mm -hmm. And we hear that phrase within worship around communion. Lift up your hearts is something that we do in preparation for that meal, for that celebration. And on this Sunday, the second Sunday of Advent, we're so excited for the Christmas Oratorio. We've done this every single year, some sort of big musical Bach piece that um, our director, James Kim, puts together with the chancel choir and some special musicians. We're doing that again this year. They're doing movement four, I believe, for those who might know what this, you and I aren't as well versed in this stuff. (laughs) Um, But what a great celebration. What What an incredible way to connect with this theme of lifting up your hearts. We invite you to come to that. It's gonna happen at the 10 a.m. service to hear this incredible piece of music prepared and performed by our chancel choir as an act of worship. Um, They lift up their hearts, we lift up our hearts with them, just connecting with the joy that this season builds within us. Right, and as part of that, that's the day of our Advent Festival too. So following that 10 o'clock worship service, people all invited into the fellowship hall for all kinds of different ways that we can make this Advent season real for us in tangible ways. Which then moves us right into week three of Advent, which is when we're going to be having the children's program. Every Mm -hmm. year they've done a children's program here telling the story of Christmas in a creative, engaging way. And so week three, the theme is share your heart. As our young people share the story of Christmas with us, we're also encouraged to be sharing our hearts with others, to be sharing this story of Christmas with others. Anything you want to add about that? I just think that that's the point where we start realizing we're starting to turn the corner. Two yeah. weeks of Advent really are about what we do internally. And then week three, we see this subtle shift. And what a better way to do that than to have children in our midst, mm. to realize we can all conjure back the excitement of a child in Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Whether we remember our own childhood, whether we've seen it in others, or we just saw it in a movie sometime. <laughs> it's hard to miss that, that sense of, what it means for that excitement to start growing. And if we talk about ourselves, 
starting to share that, now we've started to move into that corporate sense of this experience I personally am having of Advent. Now I realize almost can't be contained. Mm. When you really hold true to what it means to experience this this excitement in your heart, well, you just realize the only avenue to experience that is through sharing it. Yeah, if you prepare your heart and you lift up your heart, you're almost inevitably going to feel compelled to share what's right. in your heart. Right. Well said. So then that brings us to week four, uh, which is open your heart, which yeah. also kind of goes exactly along with what you're saying is that there kind of comes a point, this is the conclusion of our Advent journey, except it's not really a conclusion. It's more of a giving way into yeah. Christmas. And so with all of this joy, with all of this attention to the internal workings of God and the spirit within us, it causes us to open our hearts to then receive anew the promises of the Christmas story. Right. To really access and connect with the joy of that day, of that story. And I think you're right on the phrase you used was receiving the message of Christmas. And that's what it takes. If, if your heart is closed, that message is going to come and come at you and just bounce off. Yep. Uh, you know, there's no way. But when your heart is open, we always hear that phrase, you know, invite Jesus into your heart and so mm-hmm. forth. And sometimes that can sound really simplistic and sometimes a it can cheesy. sound a little <laughs> cheesy. That's right. Uh, but there's something about Christmas, about being able to be ready for that experience to say, I don't know what Christmas is going to bring, but I know it's going to bring something. And the way I know it is because I'm ready to receive whatever God is ready to give. Mm. And the way I do that is by opening my heart, is opening my my soul, my spirit, however you'd want to say that. We're going to continue to say open your heart because otherwise it would be real funny to have three heart weeks and then a spirit week. So, uh, (laughs) but, but open your heart really does get at... It gets at Mary's song. It gets at all of that because those are things that just welled up out of her heart. And now we open our heart up to understand that God is trying to do something really special for for us personally and that for Sunday of Advent because then we'll really be ready. Now we've done everything we need to do to make Christmas a complete and full community experience. Yeah, well said. I hope you realize too, listener, as you're hearing all of this, it's just been a crazy 18 months, 20 months, Mm -hmm. whatever we're at right now. And that's part of where the leadership on all of this, Pastor Gary, myself, and members of the creative arts team kind of designed this flow for our time of Advent is recognizing that that we probably need to get into our hearts a little bit and to be Mm -hmm. reminded of the great joy and the great promise of this Christmas story. The ways that God is still breaking into our world, breaking into our lives in order to heal us and hold us and reconnect us to joy. And so we're hoping that by participating in this movement, this four-week movement and process, that it will prepare your hearts to be opened on Christmas anew. Because I think that's what we all need this year in a lot of different ways is just the chance to reconnect with with the absolute joy of what God is still doing in us and in our world. Yeah, we've had a very externally dominant last 18 months. Yeah, well said. It, it's yeah. been announcements mm-hmm. from the <laughs> CDC and from officials and even sometimes from your pastors uh-huh. about what's happening here and where and how we're taking safety protocols seriously. But it's felt as if 
I'm like these announcements coming outside of me and I'm simply reacting to them. We're asking you to now for you to own it. Yeah. For you to own this this process of advent for yourself. And once you own it and start sharing it and open up to the possibilities that God has in store, that's when the community of Christmas that is gathered realizes that maybe we've been together more than we've given ourselves credit for in the midst of hmm. everything that life has brought to us. So there's a little preview and a little understanding of what Advent's about. There's a lot more that we're also going to be putting out, multiple podcasts in the weeks ahead. There's a devotional booklet, other pieces coming from our Faith Formation team as well. Uh, but we're so excited to be on this journey together and for all the ways that God is still breaking into our lives and into our world. So are we allowed to give them the the five-second snippet of what they can expect on Christmas? I think uh, technically we're supposed to keep the presents wrapped until Christmas. Oh, we are. That's right. If you would like to say, I think it was wor- it's, worth, it's worth mentioning in this case. We'll all right. It. So we're giving you all of this on Advent so that when we get to Christmas Eve and we share this experience, we'll be sharing an experience that's centered around these three words, our hearts rejoice. So keep watch. Take heart friends of Bethany and and for wherever you are and whatever congregation you're a part of during this time of Advent. Make it a blessing for you and then a blessing for someone else. And then as a community, our hearts will rejoice in blessing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay in peace.